You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey there, and welcome to the Social Biz Series. This series is a series of four live streams that I ran on my Facebook page and inside of my Facebook group at the beginning of February. And it was as part of the launch of my program, The Social Formula, which is a six-week group coaching program for those people that offer social media services or those that want to. So it's for people who are aspiring to be icons in the social media industry. And what this series does is it covers off four of the kind of big key things that most people came into the program with when I ran it the first time in December 2020. So the four lesson series is owning your brilliance so you can charge your worth, attracting new clients that light you up on autopilot, serve more people and scale your biz, breaking free from the one-to-one, and then the impact of crystal clear offer clarity with a previous Social Formula member, Marissa Robinson, and her experience with this. I'm so excited to have you listening to this. It is a really cool four series of live streams. So it is a live stream. You'll hear me talking to people, answering questions, replying to comments. Um, But the content is just so good. I could not share it with you over here in my podcast community. Now, if you're listening to this in real time, the social formula is open now for enrollment. We kick off on February 16th and it is a six week group coaching container Uh, business coaching container for those people, as I said, in the social media industry or those that want to offer social media services. And we go through the complete process of your purpose, your position in the industry, how to get offer clarity, how to charge your worth, all the tools and techie stuff and onboarding and offboarding procedures and templates and everything that you could need. And plus also how then you sell your services so that you can have a thriving business that you deserve. If you're new to the industry, you also get access to my membership, the social collective for six months. So if you need all the how to, that's all in there. And if you've been around for a while and maybe you're just ready to level up, change things, break free from the one-to-one, scale, do something new inside of this amazing industry, then we are here for you too. There was all sorts of people that joined us last time and we've got a bunch of amazing new people coming in now. You'll find all the details for that on the link on my website for all four of this live stream series at all the W's, the socialhubau.com social biz series. When we're talking about um, attracting clients that light you up and putting it on autopilot, I would love for those people that are online and anyone watching it back later to tell me how, where you feel you sit with this right now. Do you feel that you're attracting the right people? Um, Do you feel that you're doing stuff that lights you up? 
in your business? Um, and do you feel like, do you feel, and so that's that's really around the attracting people that light you up thing. Like, do you feel that you're doing that? Or do you feel, if, do you feel that you're on the right path to achieving that? And if you are, great, let's celebrate that. If you don't, then let's obviously keep talking about it. And then the second part of that question would be, do you feel that it's taking up too much of your time? So do you feel you could make that process a little bit easier? Because that'll be the whole putting it on autopilot sort of thing that we'll talk um, a little bit later. Now, this this series is also um, just one of those that haven't watched the first one as well to let you know that this series is part of a four-series live stream that I'm doing as part of the launch for my business mentoring program, The Social Formula, which is for... Um, aspiring social media service providers or those who are already in the social media service um, industry um, and want to grow their business and have complete offer clarity, charge their worth and become an icon in the industry. So I'm basically sharing all of the stuff I've learned for all the people that were just like me a few years ago when I was just getting started as well. Um, Joe, so we've got some answers here. Cool. I'm mostly attracting the right people, but and definitely on the right path, would like to make things a little easier. Awesome. And Mel, one on the right path. Yes, heck yes, that's why I've joined the social formula. Yay. Content creation is not very efficient at present. Um, yeah, so in the um, with the social formula, Mel, you guys all get access to my strategy series that I ran last month. Um, so that'll help you with the content creation part of it, which is cool. Um, and that's cool. I love that you guys have been honest about that. And anyone watching the replay, if you want to comment, we can come back and talk about it as well, how you're feeling with it. Um, because I can honestly say there has been times where I have not felt like I was attracting the right people. Um, I've had sat down and had to really do some big soul searching about, you know, why am I not attracting the right people? Why is this not happening for me? I've definitely been there before, so I know what it's like. I'm not just preaching words at you guys that I haven't experienced, but I've also, I've moved through that and I now also am able to help coach other people through that. And I love seeing those light bulb moments. The other thing I'll say that if you are listening in and you feel like you're not attracting the right people right now, that um, awareness is key. Like awareness is key for everything in life, I firmly believe. And if you're aware of it, then that's the first part in taking that journey to make any changes or to adapt things or switch things up or shake things up so that you can start to do those things. So just because you're not where you want to be right now doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. It just means that the awareness of where you are in the process is the key to taking the next step, right? Um, and it's really important that you know that, that where you are right now is exactly where you need to be. Um, and it's great that you have that awareness. Amanda, love the people I'm attracting in, would love more, love to make things easier and flowy like a beautiful stream continually. Um, and I, Amanda, because we've been working together, I love as well for you the people that you're attracting in. And a lot of that is because you've done some of the work that I'm about to talk about. So, and the reason that, that you feel that way is because you've done that work and you've worked so damn hard on it. And it's so awesome to see you now stepping into this beautiful place where you were always meant to be, but you weren't there at the beginning, right? You weren't. And now you are. And it's so awesome to see. Um, Mel, I realized I was probably giving away too much value for free. Yes, absolutely. 
attracting people who aren't willing to pay. And I did that too for a long time, a long time, because all the experts say you need a lead magnet, you need a funnel, you need a free this, you need a free that, you need all this stuff, right? And everyone says, give it all away, give your best stuff away for free. Everyone says that. <laughs> so, um, of course, we, you get into the habit of giving too much away for free because you think, oh, if I give that away for free, then they'll pay me. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes if you give too much away for free, you just will, you will attract the people who don't want to pay for it. And that's okay. And, you know, that's okay. Again, awareness is key, right? Hey, Sharon, how are you? How's those twinkle toes of yours going? I love seeing all your dancing stuff that you've been up to. All right, let's get stuck in. So um, attracting clients, I've got notes. Let me just put them down here. Attracting clients who light you up. All right, so when you're talking talking in terms of attracting the people that light you up, um, I'm just, some people, it's coming through as a Facebook user. Sharon, I'm going to come back um, to this, keen to listen. Yeah, no worries. Come back when you're ready. You're good. Um, all right, so attracting clients who light you up. So there's two parts to this. We're going to be talking about how to attract the people that light you up and then we're going to be talking about how to put it on autopilot or how to make it easier, okay? I've got a few things to say about putting things on autopilot, which we'll get to. You'll love the Stacey-isms in this live for sure. Um, Oh, that's exciting, Sharon. Rogue is having a second season in April. Oh, yes, that would be cool. I would love to come and see it. Road trip, solo road trip without my family. That would be even more awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so attracting the people who light you up. So I put, I really class the, the way to do this. It comes down to two things, who you serve and what you offer. And there's a lot of talk out there about what comes first. Now, most marketing people, most business coaches will tell you, start with your client avatar. And I've definitely done that before. And I do have a lot of stuff in my courses and I do talk about knowing who your ideal client is. And I do talk about all that stuff. I've also been on a bit of a journey with ideal clients in the last probably 12 months um, myself, um, which has come from growth. Um, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about what that means in a second. But when it comes to attracting who lights you up, it's who do you serve or, and what do you offer? Now, a lot of people, like I said, they'll start with who's your ideal client. Know who your ideal client is and then everything else is just magically going to freaking fall into place. Well, that's not always the case because in my experience in working with people and what I know to be true from all the people that I've coached in almost three years of business now is that there's two types of people that come into business that you come into business knowing one of two things. You come into business going, this is who I want to help. I just don't know exactly how I want to help them yet. And that's like someone, you know, maybe you might have had a life experience yourself and you've decided that you want to help the person that you were before by a product or service or something, a coaching or program or something like that, right? Um. And you, so you, you may come into it knowing exactly who it is that you want to serve and you might have that little pocket already sorted out. You're just not exactly sure how you want to serve them. The other way that people come into business that I have seen is that they come into business going, I want to do this. I want to offer this. And they have a lot of clarity around the thing it is that they want to do. They're just not sure who that thing is for just yet. I believe that either way that you come into it is perfectly fine. 
And I think that leading with one or the other is perfectly fine. Because if you know what the who it is you want to serve, you can easily figure out how you serve them. If you know what it is that you want to do, we can easily work out who that offer is for, who that um, who you are for, who your people are, by you know digging deep into in, into those things as well. So, I guess part of my journey is that I still believe that you need to have an idea of the person that you're serving but it doesn't need to be necessarily the first thing that you figure out. If you know what it is that you love to do and you want to build something around that, you can totally do that as well, right? But I do believe that you need some sort of outline. You know, I I just don't, I can't stand the words client avatar anymore. It just does my head in. I still use ideal client, but I find it really clinical and I don't particularly love that word anymore either. Um, but I do think that you need to have an outline. You, I, I, I kind of say, hey, Ash, how are you going? I kind of like to say now you need to know who your people are. You need to know who you're for. You need to know who you want to lead. You need to know who you want to serve. You need to know who you want to help, heal, support, ground, um, you know, what, whatever word it is that you use for the thing that you do. You know, I would say, I, you know, I talk about the people I want to lead, right? Some people would use different words. Yep, dream clients, a good one too. Whatever whatever connects with you, right? Whatever word you need to use that connects with you, right? Um, but you definitely need to have some sort of outline, particularly when you're new in business. I think it's really important. Um, when you're new in business, you're like a little baby yourself, right? And a baby needs a certain element of structure and grounding and routine and having that outline and having that um, having that structure by having a, an outline of the client that it is that you want to serve helps you give you the foundations, particularly when you're starting out, to to um, and kind of rules of engagement were the things that the words that I wrote down for how you run your business. <clears throat> rules of engagement for how you get known, how you become seen, how people can find and figure out if you're the person that can help them, how you become a specialist and not a generalist. And I think in the beginning, those things are super, super important. And for some people, you will determine who it is you serve and what it is that you offer. And that will might be what you just do forever. And that's okay. That's what you love. That is totally fine. Keep going with that sister. I'll totally always cheer you on. However, this is something else that I've learned personally, from personal experience, from coaching women in business for almost three years now, and from also watching and engaging with other peers that I believe or friends that I've made online and in business as well, is that it's also okay one day to wake up and say, I don't think I'm for those people anymore. So what I'm saying is that having a really rigid, locked-in client avatar where you give someone a name and all that stuff. And I'm not saying it doesn't work because it does. It definitely does work. But if you have this like rigid thing where you feel you have to be married to that, you can come unstuck with that sometimes. You know, if you get married to that person and you want to stay married to them for the rest of your business life, go for gold. But for some of you out there, that is not going to be your journey either. You're going to wake up one day and question whether that person you've been serving is still the person that you want to serve today. So I've got a few things 
I want to say, and I guess this is kind of a permission slip for those of you out there that might be feeling like you're a bit murky and a bit muddy with that outline, that picture of the person it is that you serve. So here's, here's the thing. This is what I wrote down. Here's your little permission slip. It's safe to grow. It's also safe to outgrow them. It's called progress. And progress, life is progress, right? If you feel you're not attracting people who light you up anymore or you're not attracting people that light you up at all, ask yourself, are they the right people? Particularly if you're new in business, are they the right people? So if you're not attracting the right people, who are the right people? If you've been in business for a while and you're just feeling murky with it, are they still my people? And it's okay to say no to that. What that means then is that if you're not attracting the right people and you've been in business for a while and you're starting to go, why am I not attracting the right people? It could mean that you're ready to grow. It could mean that you're ready to evolve. It could mean that you've just moved on from that particular person and that's okay. You know why? There is someone else out there that is still going to help them, that is still going to serve them. The people that you need to be for now are out there and they need you. So you need to be brave enough to step into that. And I'm I'm saying this Sorry, I've got notes on like two pages of paper here. <laughs> Just got to, I've got to open my book out um, and so I can see it all properly. Um, and the reason I'm saying this is because I'm going through a stage of growth like this myself in my own business. So when I started the social hub, um, I was for women in their first one to three years in business who wanted to learn how to DIY their social media before they were ready to outsource. And you probably have heard me say that a million times over on various other live streams. But more recently, I've decided and realized I'm not just for that person anymore. Like I can still support that person 100%. And there are definitely times when that person is one of my people. But I'm also for women in business. I'm also for women who want to and I don't really love the words up level, but it's the only thing I can think of right now, but like that are ready to transform their business, that are ready to break free of the one-to-one grind. I'm ready for people that are ready to be fully expressed in their business and life and own their place on the online stage and stand up and say, I'm a freaking lion, hear me roar. That's the people that I'm here for. And they're the people I want to give a voice to. Um, you know, someone standing on a stage being a lion isn't necessarily doing live streams all the time like me. It might be someone saying, you know, to their boss, I'm not doing this job anymore and I'm going to go start my business and, and buy my family a holiday every year with doing something I love. Everyone's version of standing on a stage, you know, roaring like a lion is totally different, right? But, um, you know, and I'm also, you know, I did the Soul Modes Mentor Training last year because I also have this passion to be there for mums with teens and tweens. So, I'm going through a stage of transformation myself right now where I'm also asking myself, who am I for now? Who does that look like? What does she look like? How do I serve her, right? And it's not to say that I don't still help the same people that I did three years ago. It just means that I'm helping more people now as well. So that's one part of attracting um, clients that light you up is knowing who you serve. And also knowing when it's ready, you're ready to serve new or more people. 
the other part of it is what you offer. So if you are not doing what brings you joy, now I can't even read my own writing because I look like a, I have doctor's writing sometimes. If you are not doing what brings you joy or, sorry, or what you love, <laughs> I really can't read my writing. If you are not doing what brings you joy or what you love or you're not leading your people in a way that is congruent or aligned with your soul, you will attract the wrong people. So when it comes to your offers, if you're, if you're, and we talked about this on Tuesday when we were talking about pricing, right? And we were talking about when you're pricing your offers, what price can you get behind? What's the price you can show up for? And sometimes when your offer isn't selling, it's not the price. It may be that you're just not aligned to that offer anymore. So could it be that it's something that you've been doing for a while and um, you all of a sudden are like, I think I've outgrown this offer, but hey, it's been a really profitable product, program, whatever for a while and I should need to launch it again because my launch plan was that I need to launch it in April. So I'm going to be launching it in April because that's what my little piece of paper says. But if you're not aligned to it anymore, you're going to attract the wrong people. It's not going to light you up. And then conversely, if you're a bit new in business and you're still working these things out, sometimes, and we talked about this on Tuesday as well in terms of pricing, the whole concept of failing forward. Sometimes it's about putting something out there so that you can make the decision about whether you want to keep doing it or not. I did that a lot. Sometimes I'll have clients say to me, I don't know whether I want to do option A or option B. And we'll work through all the stuff. What brings you more joy? What do you love to do? You know, all that sort of thing. We'll work through all that. But then it's they're still stuck. And so I'll go put out an offer to do both. See which one you love the most. You'll figure it out soon enough, right? Just maybe only take on five people for both of them, right? And then you'll see which one you like to do the most. Um, because, and... That's not throwing stuff at a wall. That's strategically trying to make a decision. That's strategically taking action with the purpose of a decision at the end of it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Sometimes you just have to. Sometimes you've got to, you know, it's, it's like when you, you know, like a certain type of food that you go, I don't like that anymore, but, hey, I used to like it. A long, I used to always like it. That was my favorite ice cream. You know, like chocolate chip was my favorite ice cream. But now my favorite ice cream is mango sorbet. And you just go, you know, you go, oh, I need to, I need chocolate, chocolate chips, my favorite. I'm going to go try, I'm going to have that. And then you have it and you go, I really don't want it anymore. Right. So sometimes it's okay to say, to try things with the, like to determine whether you want to keep doing it. Um, I, like I always say, there's no such thing as failure. There's only an opportunity to learn. So what sparks what sparks, what sparks sparks joy? So Marie Kondo, your business. <laughs> Marie Kondo, your offers. Offer clarity is one of the biggest things that will help you start to attract the people that you want to work with. Knowing what it is that you want to do, how it is that you want to help your people is one of the fastest ways to start attracting the people that really light you up and that really, 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 truly excite you. Um, so some of the things, I, here's my little permission slip for what you offer. I wrote down, it's okay to do what you love. It's safe to make money doing what you love. 
It's good to be wealthy and happy at the same time. Both of those people can live inside you at once. That 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 whole, you know, stigma around you've got to hustle hard and work hard and, you know, that hard yakka mindset and you just have to suck it up and deal with it and, you know, that sort of thing that we would have learned in a very masculine business-orientated world, it doesn't have to be that way. You can make money doing the things that you love to do. That is not that is how life gets to be for you. So if you're attracting the wrong people or you're not attracting people that light you up, here's some questions you can ask yourself. Do you love what you do? Does it light you up? Does it excite you? And if you're answering no or you've got a question mark hanging over any of those questions, go and review your offers and just see what comes of it. Just sit with sit with them. Just sit with them and grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine or, you know, go out for lunch and just sit and look at what it is that you're offering and think about it. Feel it. What does it say to you? How does it make you feel? How does it make your stomach feel? If you don't love it anymore, then maybe a decision needs to be made. Maybe, and here's the thing. If you get rid of the things that don't light you up anymore, you make space for the things that will. I have cancelled programs. I have cancelled workshops. I have (laughs) refunded people tickets for things um, because I just went, I can't do this right now. And when I, as soon as I made that decision, the thing that I really wanted to do showed itself to me. And sometimes it was something I was already doing. I just wasn't doing it big, like my membership. I kind of played around with that for a while. Then I decided I didn't want to do my big 12-week coaching program because it was huge and it was a lot of work. And I was like, I'm just not aligned to this anymore. I launched it for the last time in February last year and I didn't launch it again. Um, And I, yeah, I just kind of sat with that for a while and again, kept kind of going on and on and I made another program and then it was around like mid last year and I just went, stuff this. I'm not doing anything else. I'm just focusing on my membership. It was just like I got rid of all the crap and it made way for the thing that I love to do, right? It also made way for me to uncover that I wanted to step up into business coaching and that's where the social formula was born. So I wouldn't be here having this conversation with you right now if I hadn't have decluttered my business with the things I didn't want to do anymore. Um, so attracting people that light you up, come down to who, who are you serving and what do you offer? And if you're not attracting the right people, it's usually one of those two things. So in the social formula, we, we talk a lot about who you serve and what you offer and really getting granular with that offer clarity on the zoom calls is where we really have some really great chats around, you know, okay, what's going on? Okay. Well, this is what I'm offering. I I just don't want to do this anymore. And my first question is, well, what do you want to do? Throw the book out, throw, pretend you don't have your existing business. What is it you want to do? Who is it that you want to work for? You know, and we, we have those honest, open conversations. It's hard. They are hard conversations, but you know what? At the end of that is growth. At the end of that is you being happy in doing the things that you love and the things that spark your joy. I know where I'd rather be at the, at, you know, I know 100% where I'd rather be. Um, An example I was going to give you guys was Oprah. I love Oprah. I think she's awesome. I think one of the reasons I love Oprah so much was because when um, I, when Marley was a newborn, 
she would have a feed around the time that Oprah was on. So I would sit on the couch and feed her and I would watch Oprah and um, Marley's 10. So oh, she just like, she was just amazing. Like me and my girlfriend would then ring each other afterwards and go, did you see Oprah today? Oh my God. Like it was amazing. Right. But she wasn't always that person. She didn't start there. She actually started her working life, working in a grocery store. Then she, um, she won a beauty pageant and got picked up by a local radio station. So then she started working in radio. Then she moved into TV and had like that tabloid TV style talk show, the Oprah Winfrey show, which was, was on like midday around the same time as like Donahue and Sally, Jesse, Raphael and that sort of thing, right? And they were usually a little bit, they weren't quite Jerry Springer, but they were just a little bit below Jerry Springer. And she sat there for a little while. She became really famous while she was doing that. But then she stepped away from that and then stepped into the Oprah Winfrey show, which then eventually just became Oprah, I think. Um, And that's when she really moved into those big conversations, that self-help stuff and really owned where she wanted to go. And it's like she got where she is and became known as one of the most influential women in the world by taking those steps and by saying, I'm not for those people anymore. I'm for these people. I don't want to do those things anymore. I want to do these things. If she hadn't done that, we may never have been able to experience the greatness that became who she was and who she is, right? So just think about those things when you're thinking about, you know, who you are and what you offer. It's okay. Even the big people do this. All right. Let's talk about putting it on autopilot. So I'm going to break down a few little myths about autopilot, the word autopilot. I'm also going to break down a few myths about how you need to lead people into what you offer. So first of all, there's really like no such thing as fully autopilot. Money doesn't just land in your account without work, right? You don't just set up a PayPal account or a Stripe account and an Instagram page and a Facebook page and a website and all of a sudden people just start paying you. That's not how it works. You still There's still work that needs to be done for it. We just want to be doing the things that light us up so that that energetic exchange is a really beautiful one, right? So when it comes to putting things on autopilot, I kind of like to say make the process as easy as possible for you and for them so that it's a really simple process for them to find you and to pay you. So when it comes to putting things on autopilot, the thing I would say is, are you being viable? Are you being transactable? Are you making it easy for people to buy from you or are you hiding it behind things? And I spoke about this on a live a couple of weeks ago where people want things to be made easy for them. In 2021, people want things to be simple. We don't want things to be behind firewalls all the time. So if you're constantly hiding the way people can buy from you behind a free call, there's only a certain element of people that will book a phone call with you. So can they have the same experience in a DM? Can they have the same experience in an online form with a questionnaire attached to it? That then you can email them and have a conversation that way. Then maybe they might pick up the phone, right? If that was your sort of thing that you needed to do. Um, You know, 
Can they just buy it from you straight up? Do you even need to have it behind all those things? Or is there a way for them to, you know, find a contract on a contract or an offer on your website, just pay for it? And then it pops in and you go, yay, there's another person. You know, so are you making it easy for people or are you hiding it behind things because someone out there told you that's what you had to do? I feel like there's a lot of emphasis placed on overcomplicated funnels, overcomplicated processes to get people from A to B, to get someone from going, this is, I, this is who this person is to going, I want to know if I can pay this person to help me. It's not a difficult process. And it really happens in like one of a couple of ways. They'll either go straight to your website or straight to where they can buy something from you and they'll just buy the thing, right? Then they'll, um, or they might email you or DM you, or they might need to talk to you first. So how do you get them to do those things? What's the simplest way for you and for them to be able to have that exchange? And don't make it difficult for yourself. You don't need to set up overcomplicated funnels to have a conversation with a person to determine whether or not they need to work with you. As, you know, it, it could be as simple as send me a DM, let's have a couple of voice messages, head over to my website, the link's on there, you can buy it, right? Might be that simple. Um I think there's a lot of emphasis put on automating the process and taking the human out of it. In some cases, that definitely works, but I think that it's still important for a lot of people, particularly service providers, and those of you offering social media <clears throat> services are definitely one of those. Unless it's a digital product, a lot of the time you are needing to have some form of touch point with someone, you know, and is it you doing it or is it a VA that does that sort of thing? Um, all right. What else was I going to say about putting it on autopilot? All right. Okay, so the question I had, so we're talking about getting your leads on autopilot, not the whole process. I'm not here to talk about that today. That's exactly what I do in the social formula for social media service providers. If you're a small business owner and want to learn more about that process and sales process and online process, I do that in the social collective membership. Um, but as far as getting your leads on autopilot, the question I would say that you need to ask yourself is how can they inquire with you and can you automate some of that? So does it need to be in a big, overcomplicated, expensive, fancy funnel? Or does it just need to be as simple as signing up to Calendly and putting a booking link on your website? Or putting an inquiry form on your website with a questionnaire so that when people are on your Instagram and they want to go stalk your website, they can easily contact you that way. Or if they want to book a call with you, they can. They can just do that. You can set up your calendar in the back end um, for the hours that you want to take those calls for. It doesn't have to be available all day, every day. And then that's how they do it. Here's the thing that I've learned, guys. If people don't want to book in electronically, they'll contact you. They'll DM you, they'll email you, and you can talk to them there that way. But the ones that do, make it easy for them. Make it simple, right? Um, oh, it's funny, like, you know, that obviously works for some people. I've actually just recently taken my um, calendar call, phone call booking off my website. Mine goes straight to a DM now. Um, because I find it simpler and easier to have a quick conversation over a voice message in a DM 
than to be scheduling in Zoom calls or phone calls with people because I can actually weed out the people that I'm not for a lot simpler in a quick DM because I would get people book in that needed a social media manager and I'm like, I don't, I don't do that, right? So it's just easier for me to go, hey, thanks so much for you. You know, what do you need help with? How can I support you? I need this. And I go, yeah, I definitely can do that for you. Um, you know, and sometimes I can just have a conversation over a DM and that's enough for people. Some people still need to pick up the phone. That's fine. We'll do that too. But I do it a little bit more ad hoc now. I find that works more for me. Um, but for some of you, and you know, it might just be as simple as putting that link, making it available, making it easy for people to do that. The other thing I would say as well, as far as putting your lead generation on autopilot is simple things. These are really simple things. Okay. I'm not talking about overcomplicated things because I think it gets overcomplicated. I think these 26 step funnels to get someone to jump on a phone call and then buy a course and stuff is just, it does my head in. Like it, it, it's, it's too much work for me to watch people even selling it. You know, it's like, fill out this form. Then I'll give you a call to determine if you can come on to my free training, which then I'll, I'll sell you my course for. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Why is there seven steps to this? Show the person the course. Do they want the course or not want the course? People are pretty smart. Like I take, I give my audience credit for being really intelligent businesswomen and for them to be able to go, no, that's not what I want, Stace. I'll choose something else. And I'm totally fine with that. But I've seen a lot of this lately where it's like, fill out a form. There's a Facebook ad to fill out a form for them to call you to then determine if you can jump on a free training to then sell you a course from. And I'm just, I don't know, it just baffles me why that even happens because it's, here's, your, here's the court. Here's what I'm selling. Do you want to buy it? Here's a link. Go buy it. If you want to talk to me, come and talk to me. Let's talk as well. Okay, cool. Let's have a quick chat. Let's voice message. Let's maybe have a phone call. This is how you do it. It's not really that complicated. It's just, who do you serve? What do you offer? Show them the thing that you serve and let them make a decision. It's not overcomplicated. We don't have to be sleazy, crazy salespeople to make sales. We just have to show the people what we do and give them an opportunity to access that. That's what it's all about. Throw the overcomplicated funnels out the window. They're so not necessary. Um, so the other thing I said was online payment gateways, sales page link with a sales page link to it and email automation. That's all you need to facilitate a group coaching program, a digital product or a course. And then these aren't expensive platforms either. Like, you know, Stripe and PayPal don't cost anything to set up. You just have to pay a fee, you know, for it. You know what? I don't care. I'm happy to pay my Stripe fees because the act of me having to send an invoice and then chase people up for the invoice that they haven't paid um, and then check have they paid the invoice and then do I put them in the course? Like, oh, my God, just here's the link. Pay for the thing. Like the 10 cents or $2 or, how, you know, 10 bucks I pay Stripe for that privilege of not having to go back and forth <laughs> with manual invoices is just gold to me, right? Um, have your payment gateway, link it to a sales page, have an email automation that goes out and says, here's how you get access to the group where I'm going to do my course. Here's how you download your digital product. Here's a link to a page on my website where I've put it and hosted it. Here's how you get access to my course, right? It's not really 
that difficult. And if you're trying to keep budget low, you know, there's email service providers like MailerLite that are free for the first thousand subscribers. You don't have to go and invest into an expensive platform to get this stuff done. Um, an example of that would be um, when I host like closed trainings online, um, I always do them on Zoom. And I always had this like shiny object syndrome that I wanted to get Webinar Jam because all the big people use Webinar Jam and that's what I thought I needed. So anyway, last year in COVID, they had this um, sale and it was um, it was like 300 bucks or something or 400 bucks. It was, it was 297. So I think it was like half price, 60% off or something for Webinar Jam. So I bought it, tried to set it up for one of my webinars, hated it. And I don't use the word webinar anymore, but tried to set it up for a free training or a video call I was doing. And um, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Went back to Zoom because it's just, I just, oh, I don't know. I just didn't like, I didn't like the platform, right? I didn't need, I didn't need the overcomplicated process. It just was too, it was too complicated for me. It was just like, oh my God, why do I have to ask people to do all this? Like just jump on the free thing, jump on the Zoom, let's talk, let's see if this thing that I do is for you. Here's a link to buy it. <laughs> it's not that hard. Um, some other things you can do to, to help you with, um, you know, putting things on autopilot is um, things like comms that you do frequently. So things like frequently asked questions. I always put things like that on my sales pages so people can read them. Otherwise, people ask you the same question over and over again and it's like it's on the sales page it reduces that need for people to contact you um templated emails are great as well particularly if people are sending you private you know emails to your actual email inbox if you've got a template there you can just go copy paste here you go add in the template change a few things off you go um if you run like online group coaching programs like i do a lot all my emails are templated so all i've got to do is pull in that template edit a few words and off i go um, you know, so it's really, really simple and aut automation, like automated, automated comms. Email is a great way for automated comms. You can automate a little bit of messenger stuff with things like ManyChat. I think like, you know, definitely for like e-commerce, I find ManyChat and that are really good because people will often ask things about price, um, postage and stuff like that. Um, so the questions I get you to ask yourself with this one is, can I do this? this task? Can I do it? Am I actually capable of doing it? Or, you know, do I need to get someone to do it for me? Do I have to, or can I automate or delegate? So for me, sometimes the putting it on autopilot for me is not that an, a machine does it. It's just that my VA does it for me. To me, that's putting something on autopilot. And Ash, if you're still online, you would vouch for that too, is that the benefit of having a VA is that to you, that doesn't have, you don't have to do it. So there's, you know, that is to me, that is putting stuff on autopilot. Like I gave a whole bunch of stuff to Joe. I don't know if Joe's still online either. And I got her invoice last week and I was like, best money I've ever spent. Best money I've ever spent. To me, it happened automatically without me having to do it. I just said, here you go, do the thing. And they went and did the thing. So that was really awesome as well. Um, yeah, I think that as far as your leads, getting leads or attracting people and then putting that on autopilot comes down to how how do they need to connect with you? What are the processes or platforms that can connect those dots for you? 
And then how do you show them what you sell and how do they buy it? That's it. You don't need to do overcomplicated things to make that happen. Um, and particularly for those in, hey, I'm glad you're still the here, Joe. Um, in the service industry and those offering services, there's still an element where you do have to speak to people. That's just the way it is. And it frustrates me sometimes when I when I hear people go, but I, you know, I don't want to do that. And it's like, well, you like you have to speak to your clients. That's how this works. <laughs> um, whether you do it on an email that's automated or something that's templated where you just put in bits and pieces that you need to, you get a VA to do it for you or you use a voice message because it's simpler. Um, you know, definitely those things work to make it a lot easier. But really the process is who do you serve? What do you, how do you serve them? And then how do you show them what you sell? And how do you do that in the most simplest and simplistic way? <clears throat> and in a way that you can show up for, you know, we talked about that the other day. So that's it. Who's still here? Who's got anything they want to add? Anything that was a light bulb moment? Anything you want to ask me? If you're sitting here going, yes, I kind of get this, but I, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this or I'm feeling like I'm challenged with something, definitely pop it in the comments and I can answer for you. I'll give it a couple of minutes to see if anyone, um, anyone wants to hang around and ask anything. And then the last thing I would say is that if you are struggling with knowing what your niche is, if you are struggling with battening down who you're who the person is that you want to serve. If offer clarity is your kryptonite um, and you are someone who offers social media services or someone who wants to be an aspiring icon in the social media industry, that is what the social media, the social formula is for. So it's a six-week group coaching program. We kick off on the 16th. It's our first live training session on Tuesday the 16th. goes for six weeks. There is a live training session and a Zoom call in there every single week. So you get absolutely live access to me. Plus you get access to all the previous content templates. I've got like onboarding templates, offboarding templates, um, you know, course workflows for people that want to create courses. I'm about to do like a whole bunch of like proposal templates up for this round. So people that um, are doing proposals for clients, so proposal templates um, up for this round. I've got like bunches of Trello boards, email sequences, like all that stuff that's in there. And you get access to the social collective for six months. So if you're new to this and you're still learning the how-to of social media, that's what's in the membership and you get access to that too. So all my strategy stuff, all my how-to guides, all my, you know, content planning templates, all what this piece of content does, how to create it, how to do it, how to manage it, you know, all that stuff, how to create a reel, how to manage a Facebook group, like all that sort of thing. So that's in there as well. So you get the best of both worlds um, and it's super fun. I cannot, cannot wait. Um, it is available now. The link is in the comments. If you have any questions, you want to talk about it, hash it out, shoot the breeze, just shoot me a DM and we can chat about it in there. All right, guys. Mel, oh, so we've got something Mel has said. All makes sense. I can't afford a VA, but I'm just definitely trying to automate as much as possible and streamline to get the most out of my time. Yeah. And that's right. And, you know, you definitely get to a stage where you're ready to invest in a VA. And until then, I knew before I invested in a VA, it was about what can I automate? And I invested the time because at the time I could invest time rather than money in that being done. Um, I invested the time in setting it up myself. 
And, you know, when I then did go to outsource, I had a lot of stuff already set up. My infrastructure was really well set up. So it meant that I was really able to outsource stuff that was helping me grow too. There's nothing wrong with being there for sure. The only thing I would say is if it's something that's going to take you like 10 hours and a lot of pain and you really don't know how to do it, sometimes it's just easier to spend the couple hundred bucks that, um, that you might spend on getting someone to do it or sometimes not even that, you know, sometimes it can be, Take a VA two hours and it's under $100 and it's done, you know. So um, when, you know, when you're ready for those things, I think you know for sure. All right, guys. So that's it. How to attract clients that light you up and put it on autopilot. If you come in at the end of this, go back and watch the whole thing. Um, it will be pinned, as I said, to the announcements in the group and the pin post on my page. Um, if you've come on my Facebook page and want to have a look at Tuesdays, which was all about pricing and having your pricing in alignment, you can scroll down the feed or jump over into my Facebook group. It will be in the announcements there. Anyone interested in the social formula, you can just jump straight on in in the link. There is a full, there's a full payment option and a three-month payment plan. If you want to look at a longer payment plan, we can also look at that too. I'm totally open to that. Just um, reach out to me and we can talk about what that looks like. All right, guys, have an amazing day. I will see you soon. I'll see you on Tuesday where we're going to be talking about, um, what was Tuesday's? Scaling your business and breaking free of the one-to-one. That's going to be a fun one. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Bye.